everyone and welcome back to Give Me the Creeps. Hopefully last week's break didn't get you too bummed out. Um, in case it did, I have a special combo episode for you all that will surely fill your cup. Combo? Combo. What? Multiple topics. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what number episode is it, Daniela? Uh, 66. Yes. Shut your mouth. I thought we were at 80 something. <laughs> what the fuck? Don't get too ahead of yourself. But yes, 66, which means we are almost to the mark of the beast. What are we going to do for episode 69? Ooh, something sexual. You've already done the succubus and incubus, so it has to Damn be something. It. Something death by sexual position. The ER, the sex took me to the ER type shit. <laughs> <laughs> or like a thousand ways to die sex edition. <laughs> I actually really like that idea. Perfect. That'll be set aside for who is, whose turn is it for 69? Unless we, we both work on it. Okay, I know. If mine is 66, yours is going to be 67 and then I make 68. So then, yeah, you get to do 69. <gasps> Interesting. You all go, Jeremy. Oh, stop. Because I said you get to do things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no. And for this, we require a partner. Okay. <laughs> so I just wanted to do a little rundown on some demonology to start. Oh, good. In honor of nearly having the mark of the beast on this episode, I wanted to get a little evil today. I got curious and started tip-tapping on my keyboard, and according to Britannica, demons consist of fallen angels, ghosts, goblins, evil spirits, and in general beings from hell. But these demons get broken down by type, and I wanted to discuss the arch demons with you. Are they arch demons? Arch demons, lol. Discuss the <laughs> arch, arch demons with you. These demons are also assigned a deadly sin they represent by medieval scholars. So there are multiple descriptions given by different kinds of scholars, pastors, bishops from like ancient times. Um, so just keep that in mind that this is just one breakdown and there are multiple. Hold on. This it is arc. Arc. Because Wonderful. archangel and that's what I thought. Arc demon. <laughs> the H is silent. Okay, let's go. So now they are assigned a deadly sin each, and there are seven. So Lucifer, the deadly sin attached to Lucifer is pride. And we'll get into detail a little bit after I list these out. Mammon, his sin is avarice, which is extreme greed for wealth and material gain. So it's a more intense version of the regular greed. Asmodeus is lechery, which is an excessive or offensive sexual desire or lustfulness so once again it's it's a more intense kind of lust mm -hmm. satan is anger or wrath and sometimes is referred to as an evolved version of lucifer or sometimes they're synonymous with each other but in this case he's going to stand alone beelzebub is gluttony leviathan envy belphegor is sloth and it is believed that the objective of these demons is to make humans commit sin so they may never reach the right hand of God, which some of these, such as Lucifer, have fallen from. They are also known to cause natural and accidental calamities. 
they were viewed as agents of famine and disease, war and possession of humans. So demonic possessions. And going into more detail here, I used Mythology and Fiction Explained, a channel on YouTube that does excellent videos on mythological creatures and things of that sort. So these seven demons, also known as the seven princes of hell, were described by a German bishop named Peter Bensfield in a book. So the seven deadly sins took the form of each demon in his description, and Lucifer being the most serious demon is the fallen angel who tried to rule over heaven. Lucifer is sometimes synonymous with Satan. His pride caused him to deceive and manipulate to get what he wanted. Mammon, which is has a rough Hebrew translation to mean money, stands for intense greed. And in the Middle Ages, he began he became more than a concept being personified as this demon. So in the Middle Ages, his description was more developed. And he would enslave those driven by greed. Interesting. <clears throat> Asmodeus has the role of spreading lust across the land. He is written about in something called the Book of Tobit, and in it he fell in love with a woman named Sarah and prevented her from marrying. He killed seven of her husbands after their wedding ceremony, but before they could consummate their marriage. The eighth husband, Tobias, placed a fish's heart and liver over burning coals, driving Asmodeus away, so that prevented him from being killed. And the archangel Raphael had advised this, allowing Raphael to capture the demon when he was scared away by the smell of the fish on the uh, coals there. There's a passage where he marries Lilith, so that's another interesting point. Asmodeus marries Lilith in a passage um, in, I think it's the book of Tobit or something like that. Um, and it talks about him marrying Lilith, the succubus or first woman, as we discussed in another episode. And so that's pretty interesting that it ties into that as well. Leviathan represents envy and is said to swallow sinners whole. He is sometimes seen as the gates of hell themselves because he is described as a huge sea monster with a large mouth of teeth. And he lives in the depths of the Mediterranean and all fear him. Beelzebub has the ability to fly in the testament of solomon he is a fallen angel associated with lucifer he causes men to turn on each other and succumb to lust he is like the right hand man of lucifer so they are kind of like hand in hand and envy pride and false god also falls under the under beelzebub sometimes plagues were under his control and so is pestilence interesting so satan is not always a Christian interpretation, 1480 and afterwards, witches were heavily investigated, associating Satan more closely with witchcraft than, um, I guess, than, than he does stand alone, in other words. So he was mostly discussed during the whole witch hunt um, situation where they thought witches were worshiping Satan and practicing witchcraft for Satan. Belfiger, um, he deceits and Belfiger... B-E-L-P-H-E-G-O-R. Hmm. Belfager. He deceits and manipulates to convince humans into creating inventions to make them rich. And once complete, the wealth and esteem is taken from the inventors. And he is known to be quite cunning. What does that... that how does that... Sloth? It's like laziness, right? 
Oh, okay. I see. I see. So he pretty much takes their effort. Like he takes what they did so that they're just lazy humans. It just seems oh, like that motherfucker has made a home at <laughs> my house. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> ah, when you clean and clean and it looks like nothing's been done. Dude. Oh. <laughs> I read about how Lucifer is so beautiful or was so beautiful until I guess he transformed. Um, and it made me think about how like beautiful demons can fool humans more easily and how i read um that an accurate depiction of angels are actually really terrifying Mm -hmm. so so that idea really freaks me out like i don't know who to trust here (laughs) (laughs) but in the bible Uh, it says what they look like and it's scary true 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 so then how the fuck are we supposed to trust angels if they're walking around with one eye and wings on their head and shit? I think the ones that look like human. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that the angels or that some angels look really scary. Like the archangels look like the really fucking scary ones. But mm. there's another kind of angel that looks like a human. Mm. But I don't know why yeah. they would depict. Uh, it's true. Archangel um, or like Michael, they depict him right. as looking like a man, and his name is mm. Michael. Like, what I don't know, right? They just pick and choose. Yeah, Britannica had a lot of there's a lot of layers to this. So, there's angels, there's spirits, and then of course, there's different religions. So, in Hindu, they have a version of demon, they have a version of angel. So, and sometimes there's just neutral spirits, which I'm gonna cover sacrifices in the future and Mm. sacrificial rituals but the neutral spirits that are like wind gods you know um fire gods water gods that kind of thing those are the deities that groups would sacrifice to in order to gain something from them and stay on their good side so Mm. we'll get into that kind of stuff more in the future but yeah you're absolutely right there are layers to angels and why they look the way they look and passages in the bible that say why they look that way or what they're supposed to do so yeah you're absolutely right so let's talk about the numbers now i used wikipedia because the other sites were like very religion based and had a whole lot of information so i just wanted to simplify it a bit in christianity terms here we go alfonso de spina a spanish franciscan writer bishop and preacher asserted that there were 133,316,666 demons and one third of the number of angels in existence had fallen from grace turning into demons as explained in the book of revelation however another guy named joanne wire who wrote the pseudomonarchia daemonum of 1583 used hierarchies and calculations coming to conclude that the number actually sat at about 4,439,622 divided into 666 legions and each legion having 6,666 demons in each with 66 rulers. God damn. So heavily heavy, heavy in the sixes there, solidifying what we know today that the demonic number is ultimately 666. I think it's thundering. Conjuring something. They said, you said our name? What? Here we come. You rang. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The Mark of the Beast, uh, 666, but not the same one as in, like, Cursed. You remember Cursed? They had, like, those little dots on their hands, and it was, like, a pentagram type situation. Uh Uh-huh. 
<laughs> Anywho. Um, I forgot about that movie. I just wanted to bring it up because I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think and I congratulations to Christina Ritchie for um, – she's pregnant. I know. How the fuck so, old is she? 40-something? Probably. She, I think she's like – she's got to be like 44 or something, right? I know. She's in her 40s for sure. But, yeah, it's Cute. really sweet. How cute. A little Wednesday Adams. Mm. <clears throat> so, and also, when I was looking up Mark of the Beast, a whole lot of, like, vaccination paperwork info was coming up. And I was like, okay, that's what we're calling this. <laughs> <sighs> Kills People me. really don't like being told what to do. <laughs> like, yeah. Comparing I... it to freaking the Holocaust and shit, the Star of David. Come on. Every, everybody <laughs> is just. I can't, yeah. okay. That is a whole nother fucking thing. And I don't have the fucking patience. <laughs> Agreed. OMG. Okay. I also watched Morgan Freeman on a National Geographic video look over the Book of Revelations with like a historian. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, oh, God, it is thundering. I heard it. Here it comes. So he was um, discussing with the historian what the numbers mean or could possibly have meant at the time they were put into the book. So who is responsible for evil? Nero was the emperor of Rome around the time when the first Christians arrived. And in Greek and Hebrew, letters are assigned a number in their alphabet. And so his name actually adds up um, to 666 whenever you add up the letters in his name. So Nero Caesar is his entire name. But of course, if you like change the spelling or whatever, it obviously changes the number. Mm-hmm. So the correct way for the number to equal 666 is Kaiser Nero. Kaiser? Uh, yeah. So I guess like it's Caesar, but in a different way of German? writing it, I guess. I don't know. They're Greek, aren't they? Rome? Roman? Yeah, but Kaiser Greek is... Greek and Hebrew is German, right? Yeah. Interesting. And that means Hitler, and Hitler was an evil man, and now we're talking. It's solved. <laughs> exactly, it's solved. We figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right, though. Oh, I wonder what his birthday is. I could do this all day. I hate math, but like when it comes to numerology and like yeah. how it like forms a person it just like creeps me out so turns out what you see in the book of revelation where the writer refers to 666 is an apocalyptic vision and it isn't entirely what you get so to put it simply 666 being used as a code and not particularly a subtle one if you were alive and literate at the time of the new testament Uh, excuse me i'm using sciencealert.com this text was originally written in ancient greek where numbers were written as letters as they are in hebrew the other main language of the original biblical texts. For small numbers, the first letters of the Greek alphabet, alpha, beta, gamma, represent one, two, and three. Then, like in Roman numerals, when you want to form big numbers like 100, 1,000, etc., they are represented by their own special combination of letters. So what this means is that every word also has a numerical value. And so back to the Bible, where in chapter 13 of the book of Revelation, it reads, let the one with understanding reckon the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. This number is 666. As the the English word reckon comes from the Greek word for calculate or solve. So it's almost as if the text is saying, I'm going to give you a riddle. You need to calculate the number of the beast. 
So the number 666, when you translate it out using Greek alphabet, it's um, what I said. It's Nero Caesar, who was considered to be especially evil. Many historians have been looking for references of this in biblical text, which was not written in a vacuum and was very much a product of its of its time. So it might not even be like serious. They were just kind of like h- hating on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was interesting because this whole time everybody's like, um, have you seen that video of those people saying that monster energy drink is evil because there's like three scratches that make like 666 or whatever? Oh my God. I have not seen that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're freaking out. They have like a bunch of examples of products and how they're all evil trying to like get the, get us to the dark side essentially through marketing. Mm-mm. Good Lord. Mm-mm. So if this whole time it's just about Nero, that's going to be hilarious. So if you translate the Hebrew spelling of 666, you actually spell out Neron Kaiser, which is spelled K-E-S-A-R. So it's not necessarily like the German spelling. It's just a different, it's a Hebrew version of Caesar, in other words. Um, If you take the alternative spelling of the number of the beast, which has been found in several early biblical texts as being written 616, you can translate that out as Nero Caesar, which is how it's supposed to be said. Um, It adds to a kind of complexity of its kind of being a riddle and a secret, says the person who wrote this thingy. So yeah, so it technically doesn't even have to do anything with uh, like real evil, like Mm -hmm. demonic type evil. Anywho, so in reality, it's just referring to Nero and moving on, incarnation of demons is commonly thought to take the form of demonic possession. A demon will take over control of a person's body for personal gain of some kind or simply just to punish the person. This seems easier to do than to manifest a body on its own. Um, demons taking form in the flesh or in possession are written of in the gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, conjuring the demons. So that book I mentioned earlier, Pseudomonarchia Daemonium, or False Monarchy of Demons, first appears as an appendix to a different book in 1577 by John Ware. And it contains a list of demons and the appropriate hours and rituals to conjure them. Ooh. Isn't that spooky? It's almost like the Necromancer um, book. Yeah, it contains a list of demons and the appropriate hours and rituals to conjure them. That is super spooky. Um, it predates and differs somewhat from Ars Gotia. The Suno Monarchia lists 69 demons. Ooh, 69. In contrast to the later 72. And their sequence varies along with some of their characteristics. The demon proofless appears only in Pseudo Monarchia. And Pseudo Monarchia does not attribute any sigils to the demons. But yeah, there's plenty of books and um, things that discuss demons. So I thought that was interesting. Moving on. um, I do not recommend trying to conjure any demons, but it is definitely fascinating. And remember, I mainly used Hebrew and Christianity's thoughts, concepts, and ideas today. But there are more ways demons are described in Judaism, Hindu, etc. Oh, Lord, that thunder. But I want our listeners to try to conjure a demon and let us know what happens. But if you become possessed, I don't want to know anything from you. (laughs) I do not uh, claim the energy on this, (laughs) whatever they say on TikTok. (laughs) I claim no negative energy. I don't know why that shit irritates me. Ah, yes. So now 
In terms of possession, there are questions on the Catholic uh, website called catholic.com. Can objects be possessed by demons? Can dream catchers carry demons? Is there biblical evidence for this? The answer says only people can be demonically possessed, but inanimate objects can be negatively controlled through curses. As Adam Bly, a lay Catholic expert on religious demonology and exorcism writes, a curse is simply a demon sent to do some harm. Cursed objects are objects that have had the opposite of a blessing done to them. Instead of grace being attached to an object to make it holy, a demon has been attached to the object to make it associated with evil. Ooh. And it says that is through the permission of the one who has the rights over the object. A demon attaches itself to the object and inflicts harm through it. So, mm-hmm. I know pe- people can be possessed, but um, what about objects? According to Catholic.com, yada, yada. A demon, however, can infest something, which sounds just as horrifying. Infestation refers to when demons have obtained the right to carry out extraordinary manifestations in specific locations, such as a house, for example, of which could be the moving of a non-cursed item into a house. Um, in addition, in attempt to... To intimidate exorcists and others involved in spiritual warfare, the devil and his demonic minions may perform extraordinary manifestations apart from curses or infestations that could include physical attacks, the type of which St. Padre Pio, for example, endured. And I have no idea how that is. So, (laughs) With that being said, let's talk cursed objects. Beginning with an evil man and not a demon is the curse of Thomas Busby's chair. It doesn't sound very intimidating now, but let's get into it. The legend says Thomas was a criminal living in North Yorkshire in the latter part of the 1600s. He married a woman named Elizabeth, who was the daughter of another local thief, Daniel Otty. Thomas drank a lot and apparently had a short temper because, although the argument itself is unknown, he and Otty fought. And the fact that Busby came home to find Otty sitting in his favorite chair while threatening while Audie was threatening to take his daughter away with him, he threw him out in a rage, but later, still angry, took a hammer and murdered Audie. So he killed his father-in-law, and he was arrested when the body was found in the woods. In the summer of 1702, his punishment was to be gibbeted, which I didn't know what that was, but it means to be hung from a gibbet or gibbet. I don't know. What is that? What is G-I-B-B-E-T. But what is it? Did you look up what it is? Yes, it's a cage. It's one of those medieval looking like cage things that they would hang up outside. Oh, I see. see Like you can see the person inside of it. It looks like a cage, but sometimes it's like in the shape of the body. So I don't know Mm -hmm. which exactly what type or style he was hung up in, but he was hung from one of those and dipped in tar and his remains were displayed on a stoop attached to the gibbet in full view of his inn because he owned like a little hotel at the time. And Mm -hmm. the inn was soon after renamed the Busby Stoop Inn, a name in which it retained until it closed in 2012. So he's Mm -hmm. said to kind of haunt that whole area because he's obviously super bitter. And there are multiple versions of the actual curse part. But the gist is that he said, whoever sits in his chair will surely meet their death. And one version of it is that his final wish was to drink in his favorite chair. And so that's why he like, it's so close to this like situation because it's just so random that he would just have a favorite chair and that's what he chose to curse. But um, if, if that, what, if that did happen and his final wish was to drink in his favorite chair, he spread his bitterness 
to whoever would sit in the chair. And since that, since that, the chair is reported to have taken as many as 60 lives indirectly. Of course, it's not like rubber where that tire just like kills people. Um, the first victim is reported to have died in 1894. A chimney sweep got drunk with a friend in the chair and ended up being murdered by his friend later that night. Oh, during the Second World War, the pub became a popular drinking spot with RCAF airmen. The airmen would goad each other to sit in the chair, and those that took up the challenge never returned from their missions. Mm. In 1968, a couple of years before Tony Earnshaw took over the running of the pub, he overheard two airmen dare each other to sit in the chair. They both did. Returning to the airfield, their car left the road and crashed into a tree. They both died mm. on their way to the hospital. Oh, shit. Through the early 1970s, the chair seemed to claim a number of victims, including a cleaning lady who was diagnosed with a brain tumor after knocking into the chair, and a number of cyclists and motorists who suffered a fatal road accident um, after associating with the chair, a hitchhiker who was run over after having spent two nights at the pub, and a local man who died of a heart attack shortly after sitting in the condemned chair. A group of builders having a drink at the pub cajoled the youngest of their group to sit in the chair back at the site the man fell through the roof of the building and landed on the concrete ground below his death proved that the final straw of the urn uh, proved to be the final straw for earnshaw and he banished the chair to the cellar a delivery man from the brewery was in the cellar one day when he decided to try out the chair he commented to earnshaw that it was far too comfortable to be left down there he was killed shortly afterwards when his van went off the road Soon mm -hmm. after, Earnshaw must have decided that the chair, despite being a profitable tourist attraction, was too dangerous to keep any longer. And in 1978, Earnshaw donated it to the Thirsk Museum. And then I believe at the museum, it's mounted up on the wall, like really high so that people can't even touch it or sit on it. Spooky, spooky. Fuck yeah, I've heard that one and it definitely left. Mm. Um, Would you sit in the chair? Um, a fuck no i would not sit in that chair i would sit in the chair um let's see the next one is the crying boy paintings excuse me have you seen those they're really pretty they're just crying oh i have i do know what you're talking about that's right so this one is super interesting <clears throat> I'm using mentalfloss.com to give us the gist here, but pretty much it's out of England as well, and it comes from the popular 1950s reproduction of Bruno Amadio's The Crying Boy Paintings. The superstition goes that the pictures of this mournful child causes fires. Its source was an article in the tabloid The Sun from September 4th, 1985. A couple's house burned down, but the fire didn't burn the crying boy painting. A local firefighter then noted that there were other fires that left only an undamaged crying boy painting. So there's this, um, I'm going to use Atlas Obscura now, and it says, in the middle of the night in Thatcher era, England, a home in South Yorkshire succumbed to a fire. The lounge room was charred black, drapes and furniture reduced to ash. The owners of the home, Ron and May Hall, lost nearly everything to the blaze except one item, a painting of a crying boy, his wide eyes looking from the wreckage, not even blackened by smoke. This wasn't the first time a picture of crying boy had been found amid the ashes of a torched home. The ashes of a torched home. <clears throat> so, um, 
On September 4th, like I said, 1985, British tabloid The Sun Club published Blazing Curse of the Crying Boy Picture, a story about a very unlucky painting that causes fires, supported the comments of a local fire station officer. These paintings, the firefighter said, turned up mysteriously unscathed in the fires across the UK, all of which started spontaneously. It was well known. He would never think of owning this cursed painting himself. The couple had laughed off the warnings that their painting was cursed, wrote The Sun, let all others heed the warning and get rid of their own giant paintings of crying children immediately. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. The paintings and old relic of mass printed art were readily available in stores during the 1950s and seven through the seventies and tended to appeal to young couples while the paintings have not, which I don't know. Cause it's just a, a tiny, it's a child crying. It's a nice painting, but it's like, okay, I wouldn't really. It's still creepy as fuck. And yeah, that is really creepy because I don't know what the heck the backstory is. Um, Reprinted for decades, their bizarre subject matter and backstory have kept the legend going. Um, So it seems like it started, the whole cursed idea started whenever the sun fueled that whole like story and everybody just like agreed, I guess. Um, But it is really weird. And um, Apparently, it's pretty common that happens. And I think Zach Bagans was even offered a crying boy painting. And he ended up not taking it because he didn't want his other haunted things to get burned. Oh, in the museum. oh my God. <laughs> he oh was worried about his other items. I'm not sure if he purchased one or not, but I do remember him being offered one and him like having second thoughts about it. Um so the following backstory from 2000 seems to be a mashup of reportage from The Sun and Mallory, which is... George Mallory, a well-respected school teacher that discovered that the painter was actually a mysterious figure named Franchot, French, wait, Franchot, I wish, that's Francis's name, um, Franchot, Franchot, yep, exactly, (laughs) um, one of the urchins he painted was a boy named Don Benillo who accidentally started a fire in which his parents died in Spain. From then on, wherever the boy went, a fire followed, prompting the, the nickname Diablo. Some believe the boy was adopted against the will of a priest and was abused by the painter. In the 1970s, the boy was consumed by fire as well in an explosion caused by a car accident. Interesting. And yeah, there's a few articles from the sun that says like crying boy curse strikes again, undamaged as family's home burns. So there's a bunch of stories like that. Um, According to journalist, Dr. David Clark, who researched the crying boy legend for 14 times on his website, this legend has more than a few holes. Giovanni Bragolin and Civil seem to have been one of the few pseudonyms for Spanish painter Bruno Amadio, and Clark could not find evidence that George Mallory nor Don Benillo ever existed. Amadio likely painted 20 to 30 of these crying boy paintings after training in Venice after World War II, prints of which were sold in department stores through the 1970s. Another artist, Anna Zinkaisen, had a similar series of crying children paintings that were regarded as equally cursed. Hmm. Spooky. That is very spooky. Yep, and it goes on to discuss more. The legend of the crying boy survived into the internet age and even sparked fan clubs. If you search for this online today, you'll sadly find that the fan club since dissolved, but evidence of its existence in 2002 is preserved on artist and coder Mario Klingemann's former blog where he, 
there were discussions of crying boy painting sales in Holland based and a Holland based club. Um, so anyway, you can go online and see those. I'll post a few of the paintings on the Instagram for people to see. Um, just remember guys, don't take those home with you unless you hit your home and want it to burn. <laughs> the hands resist him painting. That one creeps me out. I can't wait to post that one online to see what people say. But another tale of a cursed art surrounds this painting of a young boy and a female doll standing before a window. Painted by California artist Bill Stoneham in 1972, the hands resist him belonged to actor John Marley before ending up on eBay in 2000 with claims it was cursed. The anonymous seller said it was found abandoned behind an old brewery. Soon after taking it home, their young daughter claimed the figures in the painting moved at night and even stepped out of the frame to cause chaos in the home. Absolutely not. <laughs> they posted photos as proof, as, mm. as may be the case with the Hope Diamond, the curse story drove up the bid to $1,025. Fuck that. Dang it. I was clicking on where it said photos as proof, but it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then there's the case of the Bassano vase. Legend has it that this silver vase made it uh, made in the 15th century was given to a bride on the eve of her wedding near Napoli, Italy. Sadly, she never make it to the altar as she was murdered that very night with the vase in her hands. From there, it was passed down her family line, but anyone who took possession of it is said to have perished soon after. After untold deaths, the family boxed the vase away. It resurfaced in 1988 with a note that said to have read, Beware, this vase brings death. However, when Bosano, the Bosano vase was auctioned off for about $2,250, the note had been excluded from the item description. The pharmacist who bought it died within three months. Three more mm. deaths of new owners followed until finally the curse seemed to go dormant when a desperate family demanded the police take it away. It has not been seen since. What the fuck? Why didn't the police? Like, I don't. And I'm pretty sure it was dug up out of the ground and somebody found it with that note in there and still was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to sell this at the auction. No big deal. Why? And they took the note out. <laughs> I would have believed that whole thing if they wouldn't have added the police. Like, mm -hmm. if they would have buried it somewhere, that makes more sense. Like, what the fuck? It's not going to kill the next person. They demanded the police take it like, away. I don't <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe it's still um, archived in one of the police stations or something because they were like, eh. Why didn't anybody? If it's held in a public space, does the owner still die? If it's, like, in a museum or something? Right. I like, as long as nobody, like, holds it and, like, says it's, like, in their possession. Like, this is my vase for my home. I don't know. Would, like, the what are the rules of the museum or, like, whoever runs the museum, would they die? I don't know. See, I have no idea. We can ask uh, Zach Bagans how he avoids mm -hmm. death on the daily. Well, what happens, actually, is I have a priest come in. And he blesses everything. And then I scream for Aaron. <laughs> oh, Aaron blesses it. Aaron has the power. <laughs> He's the safety blanket. Oh, Zach Beanbag. 
You better quit. I love him. Okay, anywho. Oh, there was a special that I can't wait to get my hands on of the girls next door, Bridget and Holly Madison, um, talking about her haunted home with Zach Bagans on the set. They're really good friends. It's pretty interesting. She was married to Chris Angel at one point, so I'm not surprised. <gasps> I do remember that. I was love her. And yeah, I love him too. I don't even know what happened to that guy, but he's a douche canoe. He's like a really big douche canoe. <gasps> like when people he meet him. One of his shows in oh, Vegas. He yeah. is super cocky. Fucking, yes. Ew. His he had like a whole segment of like his childhood fucking pictures and videos and shit. Like we Ew. literally watched a slideshow about his life. <laughs> Narcissist. I was like, like bitch, great. we came for a fucking magic show. Yeah. Come walk on water or something. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, I still, I don't know. (laughs) You would still shake his hand during COVID times. I would still (laughs) shake more than his hand, but. (laughs) 69, here we come. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, that sucks. I hate hearing whenever celebrities are assholes. That breaks my heart. I hate it too. Like, wow, we made you, Okay. Ooh, it reminds me. I fucking hate Anna Kendrick. <gasps> How could you? The Because there was people on Reddit that were like, oh, no, it wasn't Reddit. It was TikTok. Yes. Are they waiters and stuff that like service staff that can follow? It was it? a service. It was like she did um, fittings for um, some. Hmm. I don't remember what the fuck. It was some event that Anna Kendrick had to go to and she was going to be fitted by some department store and her like no one could talk to her it was just her assistant that could talk to her and um the assistant was like telling everybody what to do whatever but they I don't know it was just really like she was acting like she couldn't like couldn't even be bothered by like anybody just that one instance or no there was several that chick said that she's run into her she's had to deal with her several times (gasps) and it's like that every time but I've seen other people say like this almost the same thing, but about different people, like that yeah. their handler deals with everything. Like diva status. But yeah, but it's like, is that part of like a contract or something? Or are they genuinely right. just like, yeah. I hired you so that you could deal with these people. I don't want to. Right. Which I mean, to be honest, that would be nice. I mean, if I fucking need somebody to do that, I would do it. Please take care of my whole life's necessities for me. Can I just take a nap like all day and you just deal with all my shit? That would be amazing. Just show up and do your job and that's it. But that's crazy. She just seems like such a sweet person. So that's really shocking. But hey, you never know. I can see it. They said that how she acts in Twilight is the exact same way she is in real life. (gasps) That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. funny. Twilight, man, it's come back. Yeah, and she acts like, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> oh no, ew! Yeah. I heard Jennifer Lopez acts that way too. No, don't tell me that. Yeah, she makes like a lot of requests when she arrives to like her job set or whatever. I mean, she demands her I, own room, this and that. Stuff like I don't that. know how people. I mean, I guess once you have the fucking money, I mean, you might as well. Let it go to your But head. at the same time, it's like, okay, was it really necessary? Exactly. I guess she's not always just Jenny from the block. Really? Like, 
does she need all the fucking brown M&Ms pulled out of the fucking Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Her and Ben Affleck are getting all cozy. Dude, I was just listening to a podcast about that earlier, um, about them Uh, rekindling their shit, and it was so good. That's wild. I don't even know. That's almost like whenever you, like – are newly single and then you go back on Tinder and find your people from high school that you thought were really hot. But apparently they had <laughs> been talking like the whole Uh-oh. time. Not talking. But like, like friends. Yeah. Kind of. Like he would send her like shit or whatever. Like even okay. when I was married to fucking Jennifer. Uh, Garner. Garner. Wow. He was a douche her. Probably. But it was because he was a fucking alcoholic and then he got it together and it was too Right. Late. I know. Brad Pitt too with freaking Angelina. Anyways, this is not a pop culture. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> we just haven't talked about that in a really long time. Guys, yeah. We haven't talked about anything in a long time. We need to be talking more. Yes. I'm I don't sorry. have the energy. Back to spooks. Back to spooks. Well, I think that's about it. But of course, some objects aren't simply cursed, but are completely taken over by evil. And Annabelle falls into this category. However, Mm -hmm. I will be saving her for my next Haunted Dolls episode. Because I remember I covered some of those. So she's going to have her own little spiel when when that comes. Francois is drinking water. Francois. Oh my god, dude! No, I'm not prepared for fucking that. That is something. I if there's nothing else I believe in, Annabelle's definitely something to believe in. I'm scared. All of that. Stop it. Mm -mm -mm. Man, if that movie wasn't all over the place, it would have been really scary. The one where that kid opens the freaking case. The the last, the very last Annabelle. I guess Annabelle comes home or whatever. Oh, I have not watched any of those it's got a lot going on you haven't i love them i think Annabelle i creation is my favorite i told you fucking dolls scare the shit out of me so does i cannot bring myself to watch it i can't bring myself to watch any of those Ooh, it's jeremy so was watching it the other day the first one i think mm-hmm. and he was bored out of his mind he said it was dumb but just hearing it in the background because I wasn't watching it. I was in my room, mm-hmm. but he had it loud enough where I could still hear it. And it was driving me in fucking insane. Like really? I was freaking out just listening. To Francis it. doesn't like it either. He was, <laughs> he was getting real scared. He was sitting there and every time they would zoom it, they would slowly zoom in on the doll for whatever oh. reason. He would start growling. He had like oh a guttural. He was that like, would seriously like that. scare me even more. Oh, I know. No. Yeah, um, Annabelle Creation is my favorite. Everybody sound off below with whatever yours is. <clears throat> um, you just reminded me, we should do a Discord. We should. Let's do a live. Yeah. Nobody's going to listen. There's five people. <laughs> but then that would be fine because that would be a manageable conversation. If there's like a thousand people, how are we going to keep up? You're right. But at the same time, I and Jay, a lot of editing. <laughs> and Jay's over there reading tarot cards online, accepting donations. Shut Francis. your mouth. Yes. Shout out. Do a shout out. Shout out, Jay, my brother. No, do his fucking handle, his Instagram handle or whatever. Get out of here. He doesn't support me like that anymore. Okay. I'm well, just Jay, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm just playing. I, I don't know if he wants that. Does he? He's he's getting and, paid for it. And yeah. he streams on Twitch. Okay, so then what the fuck? I forgot his thing. I'm pretty sure it's gamer girl, like G-A-Y-M-E-R. Let me look at his Snapchat. 
I'll shout him out. I don't mind. He's not going to know anyway. He doesn't listen to this. Francis, if you don't back up, you're getting clingy over here. Okay. <clears throat> My brother. <laughs> His Twitch name is GamerGirl. G-A-Y-M-E-R-G-A-Y-8. GamerGirlGay8 at Twitch. On Twitch. And he's streaming Psychonauts 2 as of four hours ago. Oh my god, something smells interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, we. I would love to do that just to entertain. We can set aside an um, afternoon or something and do that. Mm-hmm. Guys, let us know if you're even interested because <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, it might just if, be like. I guess nah, if we are- get enough people to say that we should do that, then I think we. I'll should. put a poll on Instagram. Yeah, you said Discord, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah, that. Discord. Awesome. Um. I wanted to tell you about the fucking haunted tour that I went on. Absolutely. That's why I'm so <laughs> glad this is over. <clears throat> so um, I went to San Antonio, what, last weekend? The weekend before? The weekend before. Mm-hmm. And um, I went on a haunted tour, and it was – it wasn't boring. It was just – not exciting like was it like historically heavy it was it was but it was really geared towards people that are not from texas so i was like i know all of this shit already right so you should have raised your hand been like i have a a podcast no dude i try (laughs) i like fucking no and he even said like um he's like yeah people that have podcasts come on this fucking shit and uh, they try to like document while we're like going through the tour or whatever and he's like oh. it was just he just was saying all this dumb shit and I was just like this is embarrassing oh no yeah but um shout him out and no, I'm just kidding shit. his he's name was oh I don't I don't remember what his name he's is. over but it. we left the tour early and uh we tried to go to the Ripley's haunted adventure but i saw that they get into like this weird ass elevator thing and it takes you up and i was like okay i I cannot handle if we get on that and then they drop us into the depths of whatever i'm gonna lose my mind so i didn't get on it you little chicken (laughs) but um i did learn that um I think, you know, what really, like, turned me (laughs) off to that whole thing was because it was literally during – it was, like, 9 o'clock, and people – there was still a shit ton of people. There was still, like, music, and, like, the the street was, like, full of people and cars and sounds and shit. So I feel like if – and people were, like, walking in our way and stuff, like, as he's showing us stuff. So I think if it would have been, like – at fucking one o'clock in the morning, you know, and there was like oh, no one out there. I see. It would have had more of a spooky vibe. Yes, it would have definitely been a lot better, but it wasn't. So I think I'd have to like really look into that. My cousin also is a big chicken and she was like, um, I don't want to go or she's like, I want to do the one that just gives us the facts. Right. I like, so that's what happened. But Dang. I thought it was just, I thought it was gonna be better than what it was. Um, I told Tara that I wanted to stay at the Magnolia Hotel in Texas. I think it's in Seguin. 
I think you might be right. I want to stay at a haunted hotel too. There's one in Ballinger, but I don't think you can stay there anymore. I think you can just go to the haunted tour, but they like take you in there and they take you around and shit. And like people feel things touching them and ooh. Well, the Haunted Magnolia Hotel is officially an Airbnb apartment, so you can for sure stay for $233 a night. Four Just guests, two night. bedrooms, two beds, and one mm-hmm. bath. I know, we would all literally be in the middle of the same room together with a freaking light Yeah, in the we middle. wouldn't even freaking sleep, and I would have wasted $200 just to fucking have a heart attack. <laughs> stay awake all night? Yeah. Um, well, people Oof. love it, so I'm down. Um, well, you don't Tara, if you're listening, I'm still down. Yeah, I know. Oh, God, whenever I have the time. But um, yeah, that's something I'm interested in for sure is like staying somewhere overnight anywhere in general. Um, yeah. But if it's like you said, like if it's the same thing as the tour where it's like, oh, everything's lively and more touristy than spooky, yeah. then it's not going to be fun. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, if you yeah. count being scared as fun, which I guess only twisted people think that. <laughs> it is a little exciting, but Thrill. once it's like terrifying, it makes you feel alive, and then you're like, "Okay, that's enough." Yep. Okay, I'd rather I be have dead again. <laughs> right. I'd rather be dead inside again. Make please. Me numb. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, and also, that woman was found, and she absolutely did fake her pregnancy with her twins. Oh shit! I didn't fucking look at the updates. And the family is rightfully pissed because not only is their son slash brother slash cousin he's dead, he's been murdered mm-hmm. through the whole scandal. But also now they have nothing to look forward to because they were really excited to have the twins and have a, a family. Str- yeah, exactly. And she is a dumbass bitch. So she didn't get charged with anything, though, did she? I don't know. Let me look that up because she was found and then she admitted she lied and everything but let's see i just know we talked about it last time so i wanted to give a little update mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay <clears throat> elizabeth jasso 31 um was found and she faked her pregnancy here we go She's apparently faked her pregnancy before. Um, let me type in found so I don't find She's any old shit. She's faked a pregnancy before? Mm-hmm. That's what it says. Oh, shit. Okay. <clears throat> Baytown widow who allegedly faked pregnancy before vanishing has been... Oh, no. Never mind. Maybe she has. Maybe she hasn't, but... Before vanishing is what I what should have read the whole thing has been located, police say. So in Baytown, Texas, a Baytown family begged for their loved one to come home safely after she suddenly vanished. Now police have confirmed the 31-year-old woman is safe. At the same time, questions surround her, surround her disappearance and the events leading up to it. So she was reported missing after she left a relative's home early last Thursday morning. Uh, Jasso's mother-in-law, Blanca Gonzalez. And this article is from August 11th, so further back than, um, obviously, today is the 26th. So So she was found on the 11th, I'm assuming, if that's when this thing came out. So Jasso's mother-in-law, Blanca Gonzalez, told ABC 13 that Jasso left their house before she went to the cemetery where her husband was buried and she never returned. And um, 
So they're pleading for her to come back, yada, yada. And so officials with the Baytown Police Department confirmed to ABC 13 that Jasso met with detectives at 1 p.m. Tuesday. They say she is safe, no foul play or crime occurred, and she was not pregnant prior to her disappearance. Over the weekend, the family said they determined Jasso had allegedly faked the entire pregnancy, including buying fake ultrasounds online. The sister and the father said that, you know, she wasn't pregnant. One relative said they figured that she was faking the pregnancy. She couldn't even have kids. Gonzalez said she feels betrayed by her daughter-in-law and wants to know why. The family said they are still grieving the loss of Gonzalez's son, Josso, Josso's husband, who was shot and killed during February's winter storm in Baytown. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a scandal. Um, there's already YouTube videos. Um, some ladies that are YouTubers have already covered what is known so far but i don't know if it's going to go much further than that because i mean it is what it is that's more of like a dr phil situation right right right. (laughs) (laughs) that's so messed up though dang she said shit this is backfiring real quick and she just bounced jesus christ (laughs) uh she better never show her face to that family ever again because that's horrible for real um anywho what else do we have any updates what else? Um, yeah, spooky season upon us. We've already had some entries submitted for the scary story contest slash giveaway. So don't forget to um, send us your stories whenever you want, however you want to. We are on Twitter. We are on, are on Instagram. And it's at Gimme the Creeps, G-I-M-M-E, the Creeps. Um, we are taking them in and I'm not reading them. So we will be reading them live together so that we genuinely react to them. And yeah, but if you liked hearing about these cursed objects, make sure you let us know and don't forget cursed and or haunted objects being purchased are being purchased all the time on eBay. So if that interests you, there you go. Oh, you just reminded me Jeremy wanted to fi- to buy a fucking Dybbuk box. Yes. How did I know? He wanted to fucking buy one and I was like, "What is wrong with you? Like, yeah. why would you want to unleash anything?" Oh, have you been, have you seen those YouTube videos of people opening those things? Yeah, we watched one on that show that I was telling you about on D- Discovery Plus. Um, yes. The paranormal caught on camera mm-hmm. and a dude does it. That's the reason why he fucking wants to get one. He's so like, cur- the curious cat, of course. Um, but yeah, there are people who practice that stuff and they make those specifically to sell them and whenever people because they're like sealed in wax and everything they're like Mm -hmm, legit mm -hmm. um and when people open those things stuff immediately just starts turning off falling down batteries are dying it's like insane all of that Um, not to mention the dark web boxes that people order um what the fuck was i gonna say Abby? Yes. I'm here. Oh, I was like, oh god. I was waiting for you to talk. Um Oh, what the fuck is a the dark web box? Um people get on literally they get on the dark web and purchase a box oh. that's like put together and it's pretty disturbing yes. stuff. Like whether it's real or not, people on the dark web are giving out these like yeah kits that seems like it's like a child's backpack with like a piece of hair in it and like there's like a bloody shoe it's just mm-hmm. creepy stuff like whether it's real or not it seems like you wouldn't want to be touching that without gloves on because in right, case it's right. freaking crime scene shit 
Um, but of course, people would get in trouble. I'm sure if they took that to the police department, they were like, "Yeah, I purchased this on the dark web." Um, oh yeah, for sure. Somebody uh, could send them their fucking the murder weapon to something. Yeah, exactly. It's easy to get rid of. Get rid of it. Uh, so yeah, look those up too if you and Jeremy are interested in people opening weird shit that's on YouTube as well. Because no, he's gonna fucking want one of those. Actually, I think he's scared of the dark web thing. So yeah, yeah. that's too much for me. Good lord. Um, I wanted. It's just awful stuff. Dark web stuff okay. is just like I don't want to fuck with that because no. for sure children are being trafficked and shit on there oh for absolute sure really creepy um but we should discuss the dark web at some point because it's i mean it's been it's been a while everybody knows about it already so it would be interesting to see what's new or what people think if they haven't heard of it because some people haven't been on the internet looking up creepy shit like that like we have for years so they would mm-hmm. might want to learn about that. So let us know on Instagram, you guys, if you want us to talk about something to do with the dark web or specifically just the dark web itself, if you have no idea what it is or what we're talking about. Um, yeah. But uh, anywho, yeah. So go ahead and order some cursed items and let us know how that goes. Um, and remember to be aware where you sit unless you have a death wish. I wanted to say that we were – or that Afghanistan is – uh, in our thoughts. Yeah. I, I was trying not to bring that up too. I don't know. Okay. Well then we can just scooch no. that right on. No, 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 no. Well, I'll it also it. didn't like flow in there. <laughs> and by the way, you're like, and by the way. And by the way. <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh. I had a dream. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Afghanistan, I had a dream the other night, yesterday actually in the morning that me and Jeremy were going or we were in line at an airport and the airport was really fucking weird. Like it was super ghetto. Like it looked like we were escaping Run from down. somewhere. Oh, it wasn't no. even like a real airport. Like we walked out of this building, like the back of a building and we had to go down these cement stairs mm-hmm. and um, I don't, it was really weird. It looked like a fucking shanty town back there. And mm-hmm. We um, got in line. Apparently, we were going to get on a plane, but it wasn't – it didn't look like a plane. It literally looked like a bunch of fucking little rooms put together with wooden pieces of – like just random wooden things. Ew. And there was no roof, though, and there was like theater seats inside each of these little rooms. And – Behind these little rooms, there was, like, another room that was nothing but, like, glass. Um, you seen the, like, the windows that have, that are glass, but they have, like, each, like, six little panes or whatever, like, the little yes. squares. Mm-hmm. So the room was nothing but that. But it was, they were really big. Like, they were, like, wall size. Mm-hmm. But they had these little fucking squares with, you could see through whatever. And... Mm-hmm. It was like a little kitchen in there and it looked like a break room like at a school. Oh. And there was like people in there, whatever, like drinking coffee and like talking and stuff at these little tables. And then we went and we sat in our seats. Well, Jeremy was in another room and I was in a room. Uh, I wasn't by myself. I'm not even going to say who the fuck was next to me. But um, mm. I start to we I sit down in my spot and I was like this something is wrong and I was like we 
I don't know where the fuck we're going. And so I'm looking out of, um, because since it was a theater seat, I was a little bit higher than the wall. So Mm -hmm. I could see like people on the ground, like walking and like doing whatever the fuck they needed to do to prepare this fucking Mm -hmm. slab of rooms to take off like a fucking airplane. Mm -hmm. And I could hear them talking and they were like, yeah, this plane is supposed to go to Afghanistan and the Middle East, uh, like other countries in the Middle East. And I was like, what the fuck? Where it, We were going like on a fucking field trip. And mm-hmm. the people that were in that room with all the window things, mm-hmm. they were teachers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why the fuck? And my brain instantly was like, that's a really long flight. And I don't even like to fly. Like, why am I fucking here? Ooh. So... I start to panic and I was like, this doesn't even look safe. So I'm like freaking out and I get up and I'm like, I have to fucking get out of here. Well, I go and I I walk into that room with um, the windows and I find this lady and I'm like, hey, I'm not going to go on this trip. And she was like, oh, she's like, you're the 23rd person to back out. And she was like, but it's okay, Like, it's fine. Just uh, be careful leaving. And I was like, okay. So I went and I found Jeremy and I was like, we need to fucking go now. And he was like, what the fuck? We we waited in that long ass line and now you want to leave. I was like, we need to go now. Damn. And he he tells me, okay, well, uh, the person that was sitting next to me in that other room, he was like, are you going to grab him? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, I think you should. So I go back over there and I was like, hey, dude, come on. And he was like, I'm not fucking going. And I was like, fine. And I like roll my eyes. And then I start to get hysterical because he's not listening to me. Yeah. After I had said fine, I'd get hysterical. And then he finally gets up and we all walk out and we walk back up those cement steps to go into this building. And I was like, okay, well, we have to get our bags. And there was someone just randomly walking by and they were like, oh, it's going to take some time before you get that your bags. They're in the, a building over there. Mm-hmm. So we start walking and the fucking airplane thing falls apart, literally falls apart. Everyone inside falls to the ground. No. Like you could hear people screaming and shit. And then... um the building where our bags were fucking explodes. No. <gasps> it was fucking – and I woke up like, oh, my God. Mm, it was weird. the worst feeling ever. Like, the anxiety that I felt when I was yeah. like, I need to get out of here, I mm-hmm. like, it felt real. That's awful. It was yeah. terrifying. It was terrifying. And that whole thing sounds just so eerie and, like, uneasy feeling. Like, you're seeing that it doesn't look right. Nothing feels right. Something's yes. telling you to follow, follow your intuition there. Yes dude it was so fucking crazy and then i honestly i'm pretty sure i had this dream because i had been seeing all the stuff that was going on with afghanistan on reddit and then the other day i watched final destination 2 so i think that is what happened (laughs) but then today i saw that there was a fucking suicide bomb uh suicide bomber at a airport in afghanistan that killed like 11 marines or something oh my god and i was like oh did i just dream you might have premonition style a little bit it was really weird but yeah everything is horrible everywhere it is really bad um mm -mm. i 
I've been avoiding like talking about it or reading about. It. I can't escape it. It's like everywhere. Yeah, same, same. The fires, the night that I, everything. Dude, yeah. The night that I saw um, that the Taliban took over Afghanistan, I literally wow. was like, I felt. I think I felt the only. I think this sounds really bad, but I think the only reason that I really care is because all of those women mm-hmm. ha- are like nothing again like you know yeah Yeah. like they are considered lower than dirt now again Mm -hmm. and it just breaks my heart yeah that's awful i mean it makes it makes sense that you would care about that it's something you can relate to and yeah um but geez yeah everything is just i i say it all the time but i feel like it's just getting worse like everything is just like spinning out of control and this whole division over the vaccine situation is just making it it's just making it impossible. Yeah. I, can't I try really it. hard not to look at the news, but. Because it doesn't help. I mean, I'm realistically not going to do anything about it. Like, I'm just going to keep it real. I don't have the money right now to donate. I don't have the ability to mm-hmm. fly here or there, volunteer or, you know, yeah. donate. Whenever it's like a natural disaster or something, okay, they have organizations to, like, you can donate to them. You can do this and that but when it's something like this and it's just happening everywhere and ugh, i don't even know Mm -hmm. know. it's just awful it makes your heart just heavy every day when you wake up like okay i'm a lucky one but there are people everywhere that are not so lucky and just doesn't feel good um but uh going back to the plane crash situation i saw that i hate to change the subject to back to pop culture but you know travis barker's with courtney kardashian and he recently got on a plane and i didn't know he had survived a plane crash yeah it was only him and um dj am survived they were critically injured oh i didn't know the extent of it he he had 65 percent of his body had third degree burns and yeah, and it doesn't even look like it. Right, I agree. I had no, I had no Weird. idea. Um, but yeah, he had like jet fuel on him, and he had to like he took off his clothes and like mm-hmm. dropped and rolled, and he had fire on him. Ugh, that's so that scary. is really fucking scary. Nightmare. Uh, mm-hmm. Glad we ended on that note. Oh, very depressing. <laughs> Horrible. I've been waking up depressed every single day for the past two weeks. Stop it. Today Too is the weird. first day that I don't feel that way. That's weird. You did seem very perky when we jumped on here, so I'm very yes. glad to hear that. Because I had a pumpkin a spice latte with three extra. Oh, no, no, no. With one extra shot of espresso. Espresso, yes, man. That pumpkin spice is back in business, baby. Everybody go to Starbucks, get you a little refillable cup. Because climate change is already on and popping. And uh, no, I can't say that. I've I've been going to Starbucks way too much. Hunter goes to Starbucks way too much. I save as many cups as I can without him getting me in trouble and throwing them all away. To like reuse them any way I can. But yeah, I... I love Starbucks way too much. And it's so mediocre, but you know what? It hits the spot and it gets me going in the morning. And it's so hard because Target has one inside. So (laughs) I'm up at four, you know, I'm getting up at 2.50, working my shift at 4 a.m. So by seven, I'm getting that Starbucks, if you know. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a pumpkin spice cold brew today. Ooh, that was delicious. I almost got that. Well, I got a fucking iced latte and they gave me a hot one. Instead, and I got my fucking drink for free. 
Wonderful. See, good customer service exists. Everybody. It does. Um, oh, and uh, right before we end, mm-hmm. one of our listeners, well, she kind of, she listened, but not like super consistently. But either way, um, she, she was one of my really good friends and she passed away the other day. Oh, no. Yeah, but I wanted to mention her because she did listen to us and she would send me messages and stuff about how funny it was and how it felt like she was in the room with us. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Is that the photo you posted on your Instagram? Yes, it is. Oh, no. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. She had um, cervical cancer. Mm. Yeah. But... RIP to her and thoughts yep. and prayers with her family and her friends. She's mm-hmm. so sad. Well, thank you guys for listening. And we are going to be joining, joining you again next week with another topic in another episode closer to episode 69. I can't wait to see what Danielle has in store for us. That special episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, make sure you leave us an Apple podcast review. If you like what you're hearing, if you don't like it, then don't leave us a review and yeah. Thank you guys. So did we give you the creeps?